Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, thank you so much for tuning into our Unbreakable Commissioner After Buzz after show here at After Buzz TV. Tonight, we are going to be talking about three episodes. Episode 11, 12, and 13. So please stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh. Oh yeah, guys. Just wait for it. Unbreakable. Hey, After Buzzers, thank you so, so much for tuning in to our Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt After Show here at After Buzz TV. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And guys, it's me and Joe tonight. It's like the A-Team old school style, so super happy you're here, man. Taking it back to the old school, because I'm an old fool who's so cool. <laughs> we want to get down. We're going to show you the way. Boom, there it is. It's great to see you. I just thought I'd throw those lines out. Yeah. I'm Joe. You can find me at JoJo Doyle. It's great to have you back. I know. Guys, I'm really sorry because I have been gone on and off because I broke my foot, you know, pulling a Kimmy, just dancing alone in my apartment. My mom told me I should stop telling people that story because they'll either think I'm an idiot or a drunk, and I'm just like a happy person. So I really related to Kimmy in that respect, but... On this note, sorry I couldn't be here a little bit. I've missed y'all terribly. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We do. Holy moly. So, Kimmy meets a celebrity. This was, I think, my favorite episode of the season. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yes. And um, I really love Cindy. Yes. She is, besides Kimmy, my favorite mole woman. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I'd say third, third place for me. Who's second, Gretchen? No, the uh, the <laughs> the, the Latina mole woman. Oh yes. Yeah, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but yeah, she's my favorite. She's so mean and surly. She really is, and she was evil for a very long time to pretend that she did not speak English. Yes, yes. So, so y- you would like her, Joe. Yeah. We'll talk about Titus first. He had a kind of fun storyline. He's doing this medical testing um, for a hair thickness drug. So he's been walking around just with this creepy old man. Like, what, what do you call these things? I, I would call the I would I would call the horseshoe. Yeah. Okay. That I makes mean, sense. like I don't know. You know, maybe the you know backwards rainbow. I, but I I would refer to it as the horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah. The male male pattern baldness is you know another thing they call it. I get, yeah, yeah, that that too. Yeah. And he is walk it really does age him and it's very ironic because he ends up meeting a kid who he kind of starts fathering named Tyler. Yes, and and I thought that that was hilarious that he would just all of a sudden realize that he needed to become they had this paternal instinct in him and really start to latch on to it. Because I'm not going to lie, I've I've had the same type of thing come from time to time. And I'm also 30-something. Is that what happens when you buy children rated R movie tickets? Well, no, no, no. I'm, no I'm, I haven't done that yet. But, you know. Like, I have, actually. Have you really? Yeah, I have. Nice, nice. I and th- I had it done for me, you know. It's kind of like pay it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, so, I, I never I never did that. I was I was too chicken. I was I was a straight shooter. 
back in the day you know <laughs> oh wow you've yeah. come a long way i have i have look at me now well look you know me now. with titus's relationship with mikey and things are getting more serious he titus is the kind of person that's constantly in denial typically until it's too late and he like messes up or loses whatever it is that he loves but i think that him and mikey are doing pretty well because this situation is what makes him realize I want a kid. Yeah. And it's just really sweet. There was a lot of fun banter between the two and uh, I love me some good Titus B story. Oh yeah, big time. And and I loved when he was like, how do I look? Is my outfit okay? He's like, oh, I thought you never ask. <laughs> yes. And then you're no, it's horrible. And then they go to do it. I thought that was adorable too. Yeah, it was really cute. But then the date didn't end up working out and... Uh, he, they got in a fight. They'll probably never see each other again. But it was one of those things, walks of life, that teach you a lesson. You want to have a child. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. He just got it for a fleeting moment. Does he, you know, like, is he gonna have to like watch the kid for a long period of time? How is he gonna do? Same kind of thing. And do you watch um, Master of None, mm-hmm. also on Netflix, uh, another uh, original. It's great. Um, yeah, they, they talk about it. Aziz Ansari's character babysits kids for the whole day uh one day and he's like oh my gosh man i don't i don't think i really like kids anymore i just like hanging out with the kids for the cool parts yeah and so i wonder if they're gonna you know like explore that as well but that's one of the things i thought it was like oh titus you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to handle this kid i don't yeah i i can't really see titus with a baby but because usually when a woman and this is probably might get a lot of slack for saying this and it's probably incorrect but when a woman has a child you know she's literally like bound to it because it came out of her but you know for a man to have a kid i was going to say maybe once he has one it might you know change it because it's his and i guess when you adopt a kid it's still yours but having that dna attached and titus titus is just so selfish i feel like titus like let's say next season titus has a baby i think titus would use it as a fashion accessory first and foremost like it would have to match his outfit and then he would set it down and the baby would start wandering off i think that there'd be a lot of funny stuff kind of to explore with him as a baby as a an accoutrement if you will i really like that idea you know because we'll get into this obviously at the end but there were some fun things set up for the next season already Mm -hmm. it's already been renewed for season three so i think titus having a baby is a really fun storyline to potentially play with in the future yeah I'm really digging it. So like I said, we have Cindy come back this episode, and she has been seeing a therapist, Dr. Dave. Kimmy's been seeing a therapist, too. Really not the same kind of therapists. No, not at all. Yeah, and uh, Cindy's still getting married to Gay Brandon, and uh, she is really excited, and she wants to have a baby. It's all about freaking having a baby. Yep, yeah, but biological clocks are ticking, you know, like... I was hanging out with my cousin's kid, and, you know, I was just like, I thought about it today. I was like, huh. And then I was like, whoa. And I shook myself (laughs) out of it, and everything was good. Um, But, yeah, kids have a way of, polite kids have a way of doing that to you. They just, like, creep and crawl their way into your lives. Into your hearts, yeah. I know. (laughs) I I, I hear mine ticking sometimes, and I'm like, shut the F up. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And then when you have one of those big inner monologue fights with your your biological clock, that's when you fall and hurt yourself. Yes. Is that what it was? Uh, No. Okay. Just dancing. There you go. That's all right. The voice was on, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's true story. But when she mentions this to Kimmy, I think that Kimmy's right by being worried about Cindy. But at the same time, she's still battling her own demons that she's projecting 
onto the situation with Cindy. And she's very protective of Cindy. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. You know, she's been looking out for her this whole time. You know, it's been a, a reoccurring theme that she's constantly looking out for her, making sure that she's okay, despite the fact that, you know, Kimmy herself might not be okay. She's so selfless in that fact. And, uh, it got it got pretty intense, especially with the the master of uh, pulling the strings, uh, Jeff Goldblum, coming in there as the therapist. <laughs> he was just flawless. Yeah, it's supposed to be Doctor Phil, I'm assuming. You know that kind of thing. Maybe not him per se, but that kind of show. Yeah. And you know, Kimmy goes to the show to see what this is all about, and it was very funny. The people they had on the specific episode about tragedy. And let's see, they had, there was the now woman who was a baby stuck in a well. Yeah. A man with a disease so rare they named it after him. Twins conjoined at the crotch. (laughs) And a woman who was eaten and then pooped out by her orca friend at SeaWorld. And then, of course, the Indianimal woman, Cindy. It's pretty epic. And I kept on rewinding, literally, to just, like, type everything out. Like, this is such gold. To type it out so I could say it on the show, but also, I'm just like, whoa. What amazing writing. It's so funny. And it all happens so fast. And sometimes hard to appreciate how amazing the writing is on this show because it's like blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And each each little moment that each individual character had was just a little gem. It was like one or two jokes. Just boom, boom. Okay, on to the next. And I I thought that it kept what could have been a really kind of slow, boring plot line moving along really nicely. Um, anytime there was like you know like things were starting to get like okay, come on Kimmy, either either confront her about this wedding or not. You throw in like the baby in the well, and she's like, they threw me down sandwiches. They were my friends, and, and then I, I ate, ate my them. friends, and then they transformed. <laughs> I thought that was that was my favorite part of the whole. Episode. There was a couple parts that were my favorite, but that was great. The fact that she just looked so just terrified that they and they transformed. Oh God, I'm just picturing this like baby looking at her poop and crying, <laughs> and it's just it's really funny. And those were all some familiar faces for those that you know kind of follow comedy, watched Thirty Rock, like I've seen, and I can't even really place my finger on exactly where I saw all of these people, but I know that they all looked familiar from the world of Tina Fey. Yeah, which was a lot of I yeah I just really liked I liked the whole Doctor Dave thing and Jeff Goldblum. I mean, was so on point with it. I love him. They even had the uh, the robot, the Jacqueline murders. Yes. Uh, that come back to make another cameo appearance, which I thought was really clever. Just throwing it in there because I feel like the robot showed up a couple of episodes beforehand as well. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. right. You know what? I didn't actually even put those dots together because that was funny, you know, that Kimmy talked about being a robot and then the robot showed up. But... When Gretchen starts talking, you know, she starts talking about her experience and uh, Dr. Dave's trying to milk it. Then after the show, Kimmy goes to see him because she's worried about Gretchen. And he basically plots for them to have a Jerry Springer style moment on the show because he said next week's show, which will be in 12 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Because we do five episodes a day. Very, very funny. And, you know... He basically throws Kimmy under the bus on live television, and then, oh, she's there, and Kimmy's, like, trying to walk away, and the camera guy is there. And it's funny seeing the other side of that, because when you see it on Jerry Springer, you're like, what a crazy, and now Kimmy's the crazy. Yeah, 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 and and, and unwilling 
as well. I, I thought it was great where she's like, oh, invisible wall. Or what is she like, fake wall. <laughs> I thought that was... And, yeah, it was amazing. Threw into her panic, and then she didn't know what to do, and then she had no other choice but to just go along with it. It was very good physical comedy on yeah. Ellie Kemper's part as well. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, they end up doing another show for Cindy, which is going to be her dream wedding on live television. You know, I don't. I still don't really understand what Brandon's getting out of this. If he so does not want to marry her. Oh, you know, he's getting a. What do they call him? A beard. Yeah, but he's like pretty clear, like vocally, that he is like so happy that he does Isn't not have, to do, have this. to do it. Yeah. Um, and he's. I guess that's the joke that he's so clearly gay. And it's okay, but, you know, and nobody cares. So that's the thing. It's like nobody cares. Yeah, because they're just like, I have a feeling that we're, you know, like from, from in Durnsville, they were just kind of like, okay, yeah, that guy's, you know, totally gay. But, oh, he's marrying someone, so it's okay. They're, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that that's the kind of excuse for the people around there and how they treat him, you know? And there was a line this episode that Cindy said that was like, oh, yeah, Brandon's been so busy because he keeps on going all these bachelor parties from guys he meets on the internet. Like it was, it was no big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just hanging out for no. Yeah, it's kind of like broke. It's like Brokeback Mountain. They guys just keep going fishing all the time together for meeting online or something like well, that. Well, and is it just that? I mean, Brandon maybe would have had, or I don't know if he did a bachelor party. And if it's all these gay guys and they keep on having and they're marrying straight women. And they have, and their bachelor parties are just like, you know. Sha boing, boing, boing. And then it probably just like, let's have another one. Let's have another one. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And this episode, this is one that I wrote down a lot of quotes that I just really want to re say. Um, when at the beginning of the episode, Titus talks with Kimmy about Cindy, and Kimmy says, she's definitely fluent in French now because she went to college in a dream. <laughs> really liked that one. And then another one is when Cindy said, I heard the average American family has two and a half kids, so I hope I get the good half, like that top. I don't, that's where the face is. Yeah. She doesn't want the butt. And then later in the episode, you know, she's like, says to Kimmy, I wouldn't even want my kid to like, you know, if you were the, she said, it's like, I'm going to call you the other butt and I don't like the butt of the kid, the other half. Yeah. I hope your kid has the, you, know, you get the second half, you get the butt half. Or that's the like butt. That. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny too. And then when Titus was doing his hair thing with all the guys, you know, the doctor says, I do apologize if this interferes with your fast paced lifestyles with subway masturbation and being set on fire by prep school kids. <laughs> And Titus also said when being referencing smart water, which I think this is so funny because every time I drink smart water, I think of Jennifer Aniston, truly. Um, like on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, there's the Andes Hotel right next to Saddle Ranch. And forever, Jennifer Aniston's face was holding smart water there. So every time I drink it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look like her. And he goes, that's right. I'm smart. Like that Jennifer Aniston water. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he said, you look like a young Morgan Freeman, which basically never existed. <laughs> and then when Cindy and Kimmy got in the throwdown on live television, you went behind my back and lied to my front. You better stay away from my sides. <laughs> and then finally, the last quote that I really enjoyed was um, when Titus said to Lillian, if you're dead, can I have your wig can you have your hair for a wig that I dreamed? And we always do talk about Lillian's hair. Yeah, that, I thought that was really funny because he's already trying to, like, just get every little, like, bit possible mm -hmm. from he her. 
Yeah. I, I love it. That brings us, guys, to episode 12, Kimmy Sees a Sunset. One quick thing, One which I thought thing. was really, really funny, and I had to throw it out there. When she, when meth head Charlie mm-hmm. takes her stuff, and she's like, what is it? Methadone head Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lillian, I really want next season for Lillian to have more storylines that kind of connect, I guess, a little bit to everything else. Yeah. Because her stuff is so funny. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just so random, which I guess is kind of the point of the character. But I think when we talk about the finale at the end, like we do, we're going to start to see her evolve next season and really put her foot down. Yeah. Well, she already is obviously trying to put her foot down in a lot of things, but I think that next season, you know, things will come into fruition for her. Big time. Big time. So when uh, Kimmy sees a sunset, it's with Andrea. Yes. A.K.A. Tina, Tina Fey. And, you know, I... I love the show, I really do, but and I love Tina Fey. How do you feel about them her just like playing two characters and having it just be like bleh, whatever? I mean, I think it 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 he it keeps that like thirty rock vibe alive for me. Yeah. Which I appreciate, you know, because like like I think a lot of the fun of Thirty Rock and of the especially Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is you don't really know where it's going. It almost kinda has this sort of like AT D type of like totally lack of focus where it'll just go boom back to one thing boom back to another and you have to really kind of hold on for the ride and so I kind of I like it I mean sometimes it's jarring but I dig it yeah it's like last night I had this dream I was telling my mom about today who's in visiting taking care of me and I was like yeah you guys sent me away to this like um, performing arts school that also was for girls with eating disorders that was also to find a mate and then they got really mad when they realized I really like to eat and none of the guys liked me and then she was like wait all three of those things and I was like yes and that's what Kimmy Schmidt is like it's like throw that in and throw it's like a dream because dreams don't make sense and sometimes Kimmy Schmidt doesn't either no not at all not at <laughs> so it's fun and I always really enjoy seeing Tina Fey in the show and uh, I and I like her character you know she plays the drunk therapist yes she keeps on getting drunk and when Kimmy goes to therapy session she is she can tell that she's wasted in the day and Andrea you know tries to deny it and they start talking about Kimmy's issues with her mother and then Andrea's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to have to go to rehab, which is going to take a long time because then I'll go to rehab, then I'll go on a bender, then I'll go to a different rehab, then I will, like, go on vacation with a bunch of, like, women, and then I'll probably go to another rehab. And it was just, you know, this whole cycle that she's done many times, and she has night Andrea and day Andrea, but the two are blending together now because she's drunk all the time. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> I again love seeing Tina Fey. Oh yeah, and it was, it was such a the great like cycle because you see that cycle all the time on TMZ or you know like all the time on you know Twitter and and it's it's good to have them you know kind of address it because everybody see, that sees it at least every time I see that you know with the celebrity I'm like oh gosh I mean I hope they get better but that's ridiculous. Yeah, but this is a long ride. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's just funny to see them, you know, like being able to make light of a situation that I think especially in today's society everyone is really 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 sensitive about. Oh my god, it's working, yeah. guys. Sorry, the live chat. I was just trying to get on and now it's working. Live chat's on. So, there we go. And I heard myself. So, come on a live chat with us, guys. Yeah, come on the live chat. 
And this episode, what I really liked about it is we get to see a really, truly sweeter side of Jacqueline. We start to see her very much change with Russ. I'm a big fan of the character at first. I was like, oh, like David Cross looks even more gross than usual. Who I, whom I love. love. I love him too. Love him so much. Yes. I mean, like, like he's just, everything that he's done is one of my favorite things. But, you know, I wouldn't, like, want to sleep with him, per se. And especially in this uh, series, his character seems so gross at first. But he's starting to really get to Jacqueline. Jacqueline tries to sleep with him and seduce him. And he's very resistant because his last relationship that was an engagement was actually... um, it was a bunch of hackers that created a uh, what? What's the word? It, uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? Um, uh, you know, like when a person's there and they're not there, it's a computer. Oh yeah, the, um, the catfish. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, it, a ghost him. No, no, it was actually a a person in front of him that he oh, thought yeah, was yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, thought, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and which I thought Avatar. it was just like yes, a very funny one of those lines. Side note. Oh, moving on, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. How did they even touch each other? I don't know. Whatever. He's he's just as crazy as... And after that line, I go, you know what? These two, him and Jacqueline, might just be made in heaven. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because, I mean, he's so sweet and innocent. And I think that that's exactly what, you know, like, Jacqueline wants. Because she's been with all these, like, uber-confident, like, really powerful men. And here's this guy... In the similar situation, but with completely opposite characteristics of all these other men she's been with. And she kind of gets a little sprung on accident. I don't think she means to. Yeah, no. She originally just wants to go have sex with them and get pregnant Mm -hmm. so he can, you know, be giving her all of that money. But after he rejects her when she tries to have sex with them, she goes over to Kimmy's because she deleted her number when they got in a fight. And, uh, Good for Kimmy. Yeah, of course. And Lillian's there, which I really like this scene because Lillian gives Jacqueline advice. Last season, I really enjoyed the Lillian-Jacqueline scene, which we saw, you know, a couple episodes at the end. But Lillian tells her, you know, oh, well, if he's not having sex with you, he is, like, looking for love. And then she's like, okay, I need to make him fall in love with me. And then they have, she has a Thanksgiving dinner catered for his family because she's still pretending to be rich. Right. And she sells all of her jewelry except for her like Navajo thing to this Orthodox jeweler. And um, <laughs> jeweler. <laughs> yeah. Joe. <laughs> that's, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. I wonder. No, that probably was on purpose. Definitely. <laughs> And he's giving her advice, kind of. So she's selling all this stuff so she can put on this big Thanksgiving for his family who own the Redskins, she finds out. And that is a very offensive thing, like a big battle that her family has been trying to conquer. And finally, she tells Russ, I don't think I can be with you, you know. And this family actually seems pretty cool to me. Russ says he really hates his family. Right, right. But they seem pretty cool. It seems like a lot of fun. And she says, I can't be with you. I'm actually this, you know, Indian Navajo girl. And they, she said they all call her. And she said, my name is. And then she says it in that language. And it's just like... <laughs> 
uh, yellow haired girl, please leave or something. Yeah, it was it was so funny. But oh, I want to. I don't think it's a very fun family relationship because he's always getting picked on. I know he is. And they just told him for fun that he was adopted. And then when he was 18 and tried to find his real parents, he they actually were his parents. How could you do that? <laughs> that that's that was that's such a long con. I love that. I love long cons though. That's pretty funny. Yeah, to kind of just, you know, you got to keep it going forever. And, you know, it's hard not to pick on him, Russ. I Listen, I would be standing up for Russ. I'd be the sister. I'd be like, hey, guys, back off. But kind of like laughing a little bit, just a tiny bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I being the powerful one, you know. But, yeah, like I was just feeling like, oh, man, I thought Jacqueline was going to be like, I'm out. This guy's a total pushover, like, in, at that moment. But. It's the real deal, and you know she's like she's in it for the long haul. It seems like she is, and she's realizing that she is actually falling in love with him. And you know, I'm ready to see Jacqueline be a decent human being because it's kind of it's like if you're not a villain, but you're just a shitty person, it's kind of hard to like watch sometimes. As much as the first season, it's fun establishing that kind of characteristic, but then a little bit. This season, you know, we saw her care more about her kid, but she still was not, she still was just like, her whole mindset was money, 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 because Mm -hmm. she lost a lot of money because she's an idiot, um, mostly. That $12 million painting, that was just so painful. I know. Excruciating. But I really enjoy that as she learns through these different experiences that she starts to gain these redeemable qualities for me that makes me kind of want to root for her more and see her succeed. Now, it's not all at once, but it's just little like little like snippets, like just a little dash like, oh, okay, I hope I hope that works out for you, Jacqueline. You know, like, oh, oh, yeah, keep it going. Like really, you know, and start rooting for her more and more. It's kind of been like a little snowball effect for me. Yeah, and if she were to just have married Russ and it was just because of his money it would be it would seem to me a temporary and b really crappy and I'm glad that we actually get to see her and I think it was very good acting good writing because we see her start to fall in love with him it changes fast but he falls in love with her when she tells him who she really is and that she lost all of her money and this isn't really her apartment and all of that and he's like that is so hot (laughs) yeah and then they just start making out and uh it's a match made in heaven i really loved that what i also loved about this episode was titus and mikey very very sweet they talk about moving in together and mikey gets a really bad flu which titus then gets and uh he ends up going on an audition uh which uh, he ends up getting, even though he's very, very, very sick. Right, and right. it is for a cruise ship. Crazy. Yeah. And he's going to be gone for four months, which is what they say. And at first he's like, how can I be away from New York and Mikey? And then Mikey just jumps right in and he says, you're going. We can figure this out in four months when you get back. And it's for Dion Warwick. It's pretty, actually, it's pretty damn exciting. And um, I I loved it a lot. So it kind of gives a whole new whole new journey for Titus to go on and we learn a little bit about that in the next episode which is the finale Kimmy finds her mom at Universal Studios Orlando absolutely and that is where people reunite with their estranged parents (laughs) oh okay let me tell you what I spent a lot of time at Universal Studios and this is what's hilarious I see those parents that are just 
like just dragging their kids along going okay get a picture of that okay you got a picture all right let's roll and it is just it was spot on when they all started taking pictures with Kimmy and she's like no no I'm I'm not a character he's like yeah take a picture with the Kimmy and then uh, let's get out of here and go back to the car (laughs) I was like I've seen so many of those dads Walking around Universal. Well, it's been crazy. It is very funny because Kimmy is very much like a Disney princess. Yeah. So she really actually probably should get a job at a place like that. Oh, she should. Totally. Like, it would be, it would be perfect for her. It really would. Yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, Kimmy and Titus are both going away from New York for a little bit. And Lillian's very sad. She thinks they're never going to come back. And uh, they're driving, I guess, to the airport together, Kimmy and Titus. Or, no, she's dropping him off at the bus station. She's getting to Florida somehow. And he's freaking out. And Titus says uh, when he is at his bus to go to um, Miami to get on the cruise. The Jerome Bettis bus? Yes. Because <laughs> he was nicknamed the bus. Did anybody else get the... You got that? Okay, I good. got that. Okay, good. And uh, he asks Black Jesus from the Madonna video for a sign. And then <laughs> Titusville just comes they're going another bus is going to some place called Titusville so he just decides to um get on that bus <laughs> and that bus so happens to be some kind of space center there's nothing in Titusville except for that so stupid it's so funny and I was like he's going to he's really going to Titusville like cuz that's like the least I mean I couldn't wait I thought they were going to change it and like all of a sudden last minute cuz I'm like no way they're going to send him there and then they did and it was brilliant yeah, it was amazing. He kind of learned, he goes to like a crappy diner in Titusville, talks to some guy, and he realizes that he's letting go of his dreams and kind of just messing everything up. So then he decides to get back on the bus and go actually to Miami to pursue his dreams and go on this cruise ship. So yeah. it should be a lot of fun. Oh, oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. I got a little tangent on the last episode, and the Thanksgiving was in this episode, so my bad. No, that's all right. We were, we're following you. You know, it was yeah. all kind of like one giant episode, anyways. You it know? really was. So let's just let's just pretend like you didn't mess that up. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, Lillian, you know, she's really struggling with the new neighborhood and hates everything, and it's just like right, she puts the whole place up for sale. I don't know where she's planning on going. And then someone from ISIS, they had the name first. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Knocks on her door to basically ask her if she would ever be interested in running for some kind of office, which I think is fun. And like I said, this is a whole new journey for her next season that I think we're definitely going to be seeing. Yeah. Lillian running for God knows what. I I almost I hope but almost think that they're not going to show it. And it's going to be one of those things when they come back from the third season and they're going to flash back to her time running for office. (laughs) And then, you know, like see a couple of ridiculous things. Maybe they show it. um, But I don't know. For me personally, I feel like I've gotten a lot of running for office lately with Leslie Nope. Okay. I mean, but but I would love to see flashback sequences from running for office. Yeah. I like that storyline. Well, her just getting up and being like, hello? (laughs) Yeah. This is why. And then just go on a huge rant. That would be pretty funny. Big bulk of this episode, which I loved so much. You know, we finally get to meet Kimmy's mother. Last season, we were like, who's Kimmy's mother? When's Kimmy's mother? The finale of second season. I really wish that this almost happened sooner because I desperately wanted more of Lisa Kudrow as Kimmy's mother. Yeah. I know you liked her a lot in the role. Oh, I loved it. I I thought it was really interesting because she played such a good version of... Well, a bad version of 
Kimmy. Like, you could see that they're related in their mannerisms and everything and how they think and how they act. Um, but, you know, she, Kimmy's mom just got a little bit more drugs when she was younger, a little bit more drinking, a little bit more knocked up. And then it just shifted everything. And I, I thought it was brilliantly played by her. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I know it was only one episode, but I kind of wanted to be nominated for an Emmy for it. It was really good, and it just was perfect, because at first when I heard about the casting, I go, eh, I don't know. But now that I saw it and I saw them next to each other, I thought, oh, okay, they could definitely be related. Yeah, I I thought the best thing about that was, you know, and, and showing the dichotomy of the two was that little uh, coupon book. Mm-hmm. Because there were, you know, very Kimmy things like pancakes for dinner and cartwheel race, but then there was also, like... Try a cigarette. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, that that was the perfect just like visualization of the both of them. It warmed my heart a little bit, that coupon book. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But Lori Ann loves the roller coasters and she's just chilling at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida all the time to kind of get the thrill. And Kimmy and her, at first it's starting to go really well until Kimmy talks to Titus and he's like, no, she's playing you. And then she starts confronting her, and it ends up being on a roller coaster. I want to start having confrontations on roller coasters, because they can't run. No. And you're just going to get the straight-up truth. Yep. Pretty good idea. And I I love that it was such a, like, visual, like, literal roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous, but also really, really funny, because each time... Each, you know, they each had a turn to kind of go at each other like that. And we really find out the origin of what actually went down for her to get abducted. And it was all about Velcro shoes. Mm-hmm. I've always hated Velcro. Now I have them on my boot that I have right now, you guys. <laughs> I really hope I don't get abducted while I'm on the street putting them on. Oh, man. And so they work out a lot of stuff on these roller coasters. It feels good. And at the end, Kimmy is still... She learns that she just needs to accept things the way they are, which I think is something that everybody actually struggles with, like me Uh, personally, too. Church. Yeah. Because I just want to be like, no, this is the way it should be. But no, this is the way things are. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, you know, they hug, they work their shit out. And then Lorianne says next time, you know, like Christmas is coming up soon because it's Thanksgiving this episode. And they're going to meet for Christmas maybe up north, I think she says, at this like other roller coaster place. And she explains that the reason she loves it so much is it's the only place that you can like scream in public without people thinking you're crazy. Yeah. I thought I thought that was sweet. I thought that that was. I was like, yeah, I could see myself experiencing that too. Because sometimes if I've had a bad day, I'll go and do Splash Mountain eight times in a row, <laughs> you know, and I just scream my, my guts out. Um, I really liked these moments because I don't think Kimmy's gonna invite her back. Really, I don't. I think that like maybe I read it wrong, but I thought there was that moment where she just came to grips with it and was like, "That's my mom. I love her," but. This, you know, like I, we got or I got what I wanted, and now I can move on. Yeah, but the thing is, is that everything that Lorianne said until the part at the end, the third roller coaster ride when Kimmy says, "But 
how, how did you not know I was like freed? And she goes, oh, I did, but I just didn't want to have this conversation. That's the part where it's like, well, you're a crappy person. Yeah. Like, how could you not want to reunite with your daughter just because of a simple, like uncomfortable conversation that you can just go past? To me, that was like, oh, wow. And I, I might agree with you on that point that, yeah. she, that she might not go back to that. I mean, like, I love to see Lisa Kudrow back because, again, she was phenomenal in this. But, you know, I don't know. I think I, I, I'm going to make a prediction that she doesn't come back. Uh, and your After Buzz TV prediction. Yeah. All right. Well, predictions then. Sorry, guys. I thought we were going to have a little bit more time, but uh, we'll s- squeeze it in and then add the last fun part of the episode. I'll talk about it in my predictions, too. Yeah. So I think, okay, so here's predictions for next season. Lisa Kudrow doesn't show up again. I hope she does, but I, I think, we, you know, we got what we wanted from her. Um, I think that there's going to be... Uh, flashbacks of Lillian running for office and oh my gosh one of my predictions is that this um, uh, divorce hearing between uh, Dick and uh, <laughs> and Kimmy is going to go horrible well on that note the, okay so did we ever know that they were married no reverend no uh-uh. so the Reverend calls Kimmy from prison while they are all at this very nice Thanksgiving dinner. And by all, I mean Jacqueline, Kimmy, Lillian, and they have a um, video of Titus playing. And uh, then the Reverend calls Kimmy and says, I fell in love. I got, I'm getting married here, you know, expecting her to be happy for him, which is what's so funny about his character. Yeah. Oblivious. And then he says, that means we need to get divorced. Then, you know, we end the ser- the season finale with Kimmy being like, wait, what? So they're somehow married. Right, and Kimmy didn't know what was going on either, so something went, something was fishy. Yeah. Even fishier than we thought inside of that bunker. Absolutely. Oh, jeez. Um, there was a lot of fish down there in that bunker. Not you know? like that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Or, you know what? It's the finale. We can get gross here. <laughs> but I think next season, we will see repercussions of that, and, you know, we're going to see some more dong. And by that, um, you know, I mean like a body part just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> no i do miss dong i really hoped that we would see him in the last few but we really didn't so i want to see him again lillian running for office stuff and jacqueline actually being a wife and being happy about it yeah and kind of turning into this domestic person i think we will definitely see that so thank you guys so much for tuning in this season it was a lot of fun joe where can everyone find you in the meantime you can find me on twitter you can find me on facebook at jojo doyle and if you live in the oregon and uh, seattle washington areas i'm going to be on tour doing some comedy uh july sorry june 16th through the 26th so check out Facebook and Twitter for specific dates and locations. Yes, obviously. And guys, Joe's a very funny guy. If you're there, you should definitely see him, follow him on social media because he'll be posting out. it. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. And guys, you can find me, Sam Davidson, at samdavidsonentertainment.com. On Twitter and Instagram, samd43. Uh, yeah, that's what I just said. Did I say that yet? No. On all of that? No, I was talking about Snapchat. Snapchat, guys. I'm a weirdo. You can find me at Sam Davidson 25 It's a lot of fun. I like to use a lot of filters. And don't forget to, of course, follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. Rate, review, subscribe. If you're going to binge the show, binge through all of our after shows here. And I think you will enjoy yourself. So thanks again, guys. And we will see you next season. Click like. Click subscribe. Woo!
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.